What's up, QAA listeners? The fun games have begun. I found a way to connect to the internet. I'm sorry, boy. Welcome, listener, to Chapter 182 of the QAnon Anonymous Podcast, the QAnon Elections 2022 episode. As always, we are your hosts, Jake Rakotansky, Julian Fields, and Travis View. This week, we are gathered together in person for the first time in more than a year, gazing into the eyes of my co-hosts who are not looking back, fully aware that there is bleed between our mics. It feels like a truly intimate experience, and I dearly missed it, boys. It's good to see you again. Yeah, you as well. It's been a long time since some Trump administration bureaucrat (laughs) decided that you weren't good enough for this country. And now here you are back in the um, most fun country. Yeah. And I don't blame Trump. I blame Putin. (laughs) (laughs) This week, we are kicking off what will surely be ongoing coverage of the 2022 midterm elections in the United States of America. I've prepared a segment on the campaign of one Vincent Fusca, the Trump mega fan who some QAnon followers believe is actually JFK Jr., who, of course, is deceased. Then Travis is going to be exploring how QAnon circles are increasingly focused on attaining Secretary of State positions in an attempt to have more influence on consequent state-level elections and thus grow able to affect national politics in 2024. So fun stuff, Travis. Yeah, I'm excited. (laughs) More more, uh, erosion of democracy stuff. Oh, this is weird. I'm not used to. I, oh. I'm I'm still adjusting to the fact that there are two other people in the room besides me. For over a year, I came here alone. There was nobody here. I would try not to make too much of a mess. I would come in. I would roll small balls of paper up uh, while I was mm-hmm. recording. Uh, and it's it is a little bit weird. There were a few uh, like kind of stiff socks sitting in almost like statue like <laughs> positions. That's not me. Okay. That must be the rats. Okay, yes, that's true. Uh, the LA rats, they love to masturbate. LA rats will jack off into your socks and not <laughs> enough people talk about it. This is good. We're, we definitely are back. Vincent Fusco for Senate. Italian Americans are a valuable fount of culture here in the United States. Without them, we wouldn't have chicken parm, everybody loves Raymond, and ratatouille. <laughs> But perhaps the coolest thing Italy did for the United States was allowing JFK Jr. to immigrate in 1963 under the name Vincent Fusco. For years, nobody really recognized Vincent as JFK Jr., mostly because the real John F. Kennedy Jr. was still alive. But in 1999, a tragic plane crash took the Manhattan socialite's life, setting the scene for 19 years later, when QAnon followers decided that he was still alive, and in fact, Vincent Fusco. Today we live in a multi-JFK Jr. timeline, But before Juan O'Savin and other contenders, Fusco was showing up to Trump rallies, selling them bedazzled ball caps, and plowing his way through middle-aged Trump supporters. And now, finally, the original QAnon JFK Jr. is running for Senate. And if you remember, it was a suspected Y2K Senate run that cost JFK Jr. his life in 1999 when his plane was downed over Martha's Vineyard by a surface-to-air missile, which many suspect was fired by a 19-year-old Chelsea Clinton to make sure her mom would become a senator of New York. This despite the fact that JFK Jr. never mentioned that he was actually going to run and was just kind of toying with it. Well, uh, Fusca's going to really have to up the OPSEC on his gigantic Trump van. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> tragic crash. You know, he, you know. he, well, that's what, he, that's what he learned. He was like, the car should have a top. <laughs> Hillary, of course, did become senator. She was sworn in in early 2001. However, Vincent Fusca is taking his revenge not in the Big Apple, but instead in Pennsylvania. Here's from the Vincent Fusca for Senate website. 
Vince Fusco was born in Italy, in the town of Maerato, in region of Calabria, and came to America in 1963. Early on, it became clear that Vince was a born leader. Starting in high school, he was the founder and president of his high school's Italian club. As a profession, Vince founded a fashion clothing boutique, becoming a successful Pennsylvania small business owner for the last 47 years. In 1992, continuing his propensity for social leadership, Vince co-founded an Italian social organization in Pittsburgh with the mission to promote Italian heritage and culture in America. The Calabria Club was conceived. Vince served as first president and led the organization for 11 years. While Vince's interest in sharing his Italian heritage fueled his early years, Vince's passion is the heritage and culture of Americana. His dedication to the preservation of Americana led him down the path of Pennsylvania politics. In 2015, Vince Fusca became one of the most dedicated and well-known Trump supporters in the nation. Vince is credited with playing a part in helping Donald J. Trump win the 2016 primary in Pennsylvania. In 2018, Vince was elected Pennsylvania Republican State Committee person, and in 2020, he was elected as a Republican delegate to the GOP National Convention as a Trump delegate. Vince Fusca has now stepped up to throw his hat in the ring. See what we did there? To represent we, the people, in the U.S. Senate. He is a candidate who will put America first, protect our Constitution, and fight for our God-given freedom. So the hat thing is a reference to the fact that he always wears a black fedora. Mm -hmm. And if you have not yet image searched Vincent Fusca, before you continue, please give it a gander just to check it out. Yeah, check out the many hats of your <laughs> of your newest uh, Senate elect. Shit, he has so many hats, he'll sell you one, buddy. <laughs> he'll sell you one. Although Vincent's hats don't have a lot of crystals on them. He prefers something <laughs> a, a little bit more down to earth, a little bit less uh, uh, loud. Vince is actually... Uh, <laughs> Vince is actually skimming Swarovski diamonds off the hats he sells. He takes like 30% of them off. <laughs> He's really stretching it. Fusca's campaign logo is a cracked Liberty Bell, which is the Pennsylvania State House Bell that was later adopted by abolitionists as a symbol of freedom and eventually cracked, never to ring again, in 1846. I'm sure it's also a reference to the fictional bell on JFK Jr.'s boat inscribed with Where We Go One, We Go All, which QAnon followers decided existed based solely on the 1996 Ridley Scott movie White Squall. Before we get into his campaign, I did want to give you some context on the 2022 Pennsylvania Republican primaries and Senate race so we can evaluate Vince's chances here. A February 2022 Bloomberg article explains. Dr. Oz and former Bridgewater CEO fight over Trump voters for Pennsylvania Senate seat. No clear frontrunner in the crowded primary field has yet emerged. Former Bridgewater Associates CEO David McCormick and celebrity physician Mehmet Oz have already shattered spending records in the Republican primary battle for a U.S. Senate seat in Pennsylvania that is pivotal to party efforts to retake control of Congress. McCormick and Oz have flooded Keystone State airwaves with television and radio ads and a clip typically reserved for the closing stretch of an election, especially courting supporters of former President Donald Trump, whose votes could spell the difference in the May 17th primary. The two campaigns and the super PACs supporting them have spent more than $30 million on ads so far, and total spending for five of the GOP's candidates and their super PACs is almost $34 million, according to Ad Impact data. That exceeds the $20.1 million record set in the 2010 Democratic race for a Pennsylvania U.S. Senate primary, according to a Bloomberg analysis of data from the Federal Election Commission and Open Secrets, which studies campaign finance and lobbying data. The stakes in the race to replace retiring Senator Pat Toomey, a Republican, are particularly high. 
In the favorable political environment for the Republicans, Democrats consider the Pennsylvania seat one of their strongest pickup opportunities. The Republican primary field opened up after Sean Parnell, who had been endorsed by Trump, suspended his campaign last November when a judge sided with his estranged wife in a custody battle that included allegations that Parnell physically and verbally abused her and their children. Trump hasn't made a fresh endorsement, but the target audience for the advertising blitz is chiefly his supporters, including those in the western part of the Commonwealth that once was heavily Democratic but became more Republican as steel mills closed and Trump rose to prominence. So an incredibly brutal race with more money spent than ever before. Where the field is wide open because the guy who was going to take the spot is a piece of shit. (laughs) A total asshole. (laughs) So clearly this is going to be a Sisyphean task for Vincent Fusca, who has exactly 17 followers on Twitter on his campaign account, and is currently begging people to sign his petition by driving his Trump-mobile through various townships and counties. The Trump-mobile, in fact, is the only reason Vincent entered public consciousness in the first place. Here's from a 2016 video by the York Daily Record in which Fusca shows off his white Ford Transit van plastered with Trump decals. When Mr. Trump announced that he was going to run for president, I came up with the idea to do something like this. I said, well, the Pope has the Pope-mobile, so Mr. Trump should have the Trump-mobile. I was searching for the right vehicle. It had to be the right look, the right year, the right color. I literally went to to an auction with somebody to look for something like that. And when I found it, the picture developed in my head. The reaction has been 75% great and at about 20 to 25%, you know, I'm not gonna give you the derogatory sign, it's been negative. Everything came out of pocket as a support for Mr. Trump campaign. We're gonna see him as our next president. Wow. Yeah, so that was his first introduction. And look how far he has come. Indeed. This is what QAnon and Trump do to people. He was just a a lowly uh, supporter. And now (laughs) look at him. He's ready to take on a position in the United States Senate. I mean. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in a Campbell sense, he's on a hero's journey. And so he needed some obstacles. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, in 2020, Fusca released a somber video of himself standing in front of a total Trump mobile. Something had gone horribly wrong. A beautiful American Trumpers. Now to Westmoreland County, where a rollover crash left two people with serious injuries this afternoon. I was in a bad accident. Nevertheless, an accident. This is the intersection of Route 22 and Route 819 in Salem Township. According to firefighters, four vehicles collided. One of them was a van decorated for the Trump campaign. <laughs> Let's replace the Trump mobile so it'll bring lots of joy and victory to the Trump movement in Pennsylvania. Lots of love to you. Damn, that was a heartfelt video. I feel really bad for him. It was. It's beautiful shots of that padding up of uh, uh, Janine Pereiro books and Reagan Ranch pamphlets. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Sort of just tossed because of the horrible crash inside the car. There was a Janine Pereiro book and then right above it, like a kind of crumpled black fedora. Yeah, this is. I I, I feel bad making jokes about this because I I don't want anybody to get get hurt. Um, No, no, no. 
But I mean, it, it's as if it, I was writing it for a story and wrote a section and be like, as he looked up on top of crumpled Janine Pereira books, a single crumpled fedora mixed in amongst the wreckage. Why do you guys keep calling her Janine Pereira? I don't know. What What is her real name? Piro. 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 Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> He raised $9,836 of the 50000 he was asking for on GoFundMe. Fusca does appear to have replaced the Trumpmobile, as he drove one around in 2020 promoting Donald Trump and is now doing the same thing during his 2022 Senate run, even going so far as calling it a convoy because a single car joined him. In the, mm-hmm. I, you can see here in the photo the second car. His, his like, campaign advisors are like, well, you can do other things. You can put flyers, uh, you can run TV ads. I mean, He's like, no, it's got to be a truck. That's what worked <laughs> in the past. It's got to be. That is the way. You got to mm-hmm. get a van. You got to get stickers. You got to get it wrapped. I, I'll hear nothing else. Over the years, Fusca has been relatively shy about his QAnon connections, despite enjoying a healthy following among people who dig Q. In 2021, his picture was used by pundit Bill Maher to make fun of people who believe Fusca is JFK Jr. Vincent made a video response, and I think it kind of illustrates his confusing relationship with both QAnon and their wild fantasies about who he really is. Welcome to Pennsylvania. America starts here. Not here. Bill, on your show, you asked if there were any Q supporters in your audience. Or is there QAnon people here? Everyone is welcome at my show. <laughs> no? Okay. Anyway. None? That's because they're all here. And here? And here. You also made a comparison to me in the iconic JFK Jr. But they know who the JFK Jr. is. They, I, I have, this is, I'm not making this up. They have the, I'll show you the picture. This is the person they say is JFK Jr. now. But this is a better comparison. <laughs> Especially this one. <laughs> Bill, on your show, you showed the January 6th coin collection with Ashley Babbitt's image on one of the coins. Poor joke, man. Very poor. This would have been much funnier. By the way, the Constitution you mock? Just like it says in our Constitution, ladies and gentlemen, that they're always carrying around. This is why you can make sick jokes. Because they believe JFK Jr., son of the most iconic Democrat ever. You said JFK is iconic. Yes, he is iconic. That music sounds like you, you're about to load into a heist in GTA Online. Yeah, yeah. There was images of uh, Ashley Babbitt that he was wearing on his T-shirt, and he had a picture of Bill Maher next to a monkey at one point. Yeah, or a platypus or something. It was like one of those big kind of goofy-nosed monkeys. Well, joke's on him because Bill Maher is uh, considered right-wing now, so maybe they've got more in common than than they don't. Fusca did appear as a speaker at the October 2021 QAnon gathering, the Patriot Double Down in Las Vegas, alongside fellow JFK Jr. Juan Osaven, the Watkins father-son duo, actor Jim Caviezel, and Arizona Senator Sonny Borelli, another Italian who Fusca introduced and endorsed on stage. Uh, Much to his consternation, Borelli seemed not too pleased with how things happened, like having Fusca bring him out and (laughs) frame him. 
Fusca explained his own Senate run in Pennsylvania in a March 2022 interview with WESA, a Pittsburgh NPR affiliate. Bill, on your show you asked if there were any Q supporters in your audience. I threw my hat in the ring because there's too much happening in our nation right now that isn't right. Our border, our crime going up, our educational system falling apart. The fedora wearing Fusca told WESA at the event. Fusca said he wants to bring the country into the future. I want to bring my nation where it should be. Asked to describe what the future would look like, he joked. The Jetsons. No potholes. <laughs> flying cars. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> but he did not directly address the question a WESA reporter was obliged to ask whether he is actually John F. Kennedy Jr., the son of the 35th U.S. president. We're going to have to leave that for another time, because right now it's about getting the signatures for us to get there. He said, We can go in so many different directions with JFK Jr. and other movements, but let's stick to the matter at hand right now. <laughs> he's, all, he's been doing this. He never, yeah. he'll never say no. no. He'll never say no, I am not, no, I am not the guy. Yeah. Because that's his stake. I mean, yeah. that's that's what he's running on is mm-hmm. is the chance, maybe, maybe uh, he that he's actually JFK Jr. Maybe I'm lying about my Italian heritage. Yeah. Maybe that lied about me moving to the U.S. in 1963 is all bullshit, actually. It's, it's, it's like a good horror movie. You can never see the monster. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like the moment you kind of show it, it, it loses its, you know, it sort of loses its suspense and same thing with Fusca. I think I think the moment mm-hmm. he goes, you know what, definitively no, not that guy. Appreciate it. I've, I'm flattered because he's a very good looking guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, not me. I mean, he's going to lose his momentum. He's going to lose his, sa- his hat business. He's going to lose a lot of lovely women at MAGA events. Yeah. WESA also noted that Fusca hardly played against the QAnon beliefs about him, opting to wear a t-shirt printed with a George magazine cover, which is JFK Jr.'s short-lived fashion and politics magazine. Most of his campaign videos, in fact, are hosted on the YouTube channel of a woman who goes by Right Side Blonde, is friends with Tommy Numbers, and has taken to reading articles from her George magazine collection to her YouTube audience. WESA reporter Chris Potter asked Fusca about the shirt and whether Vincent was trying to encourage him to think that he's JFK Jr. And this was Fusca's answer. No, that's encouraging you to do this interview to the best of your ability because you're a professional and we have to stick to the matter at hand. We want to put our nation back on track. That's right. I wore the shirt so you would be better at your job. (laughs) 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 <laughs> this is what I do. Look, yeah. it's a very simple formula. Mm-hmm. What I do, I'm used to people not being very good at their job. I wear the George magazine mm-hmm. cover. I show up. All of a sudden, you are a better interviewer. That's how this works. Yeah, it's based on being allowed to skip the line at Starbucks. In fact, <laughs> the barista is a cute person. In fact, that gives me an idea. Uh, now selling on my website, George Magazine Junior shirts. They help you be better. You put it on, you're better at your job. This is George uh, Magazine Junior. I don't know. What did I say? Is that the son of George Magazine? George <laughs> George Magazine had an illegitimate <laughs> child. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, George hey, Magazine. Hey, my name is George Magazine. George Magazine had a relationship with <laughs> Men's Health. Uh, they. <laughs> <laughs> George Magazine breaking up with Men's Health for a long this time. Couple and George Darryl. Magazine kept uh, his his son magazine a secret. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? 
I tried to find out more about Fusca's platform, but the only explanatory text he has on his Senate campaign website is that biography we read at the top of the segment. He did, however, put out several videos in which he attempted a kind of political messaging of sorts. Here's one of them. We have a coin. We were raised that that coin, you flip it, heads or tails. But that coin has changed. (laughs) (laughs) That coin is not heads or tails anymore. That coin is vote and freedom. You flip it, both sides represent America. The vote and freedom. And that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to melt that coin, turn it into something else. We're not going to let them. We got to protect that vote. The vote is the foundation of our republic. Everything is based on the vote. You flip it over and you have freedom. You flip it over, you have the vote. We see something is wrong with it. We want that vote to be straightened out. We know we have two people in the White House that don't care. How much longer can they keep insulting us? I don't think too much longer, guys. My name is Vincent Fusca, and I'm running for the United States Senate from our state of Pennsylvania. They made him wear a mask to stand next to the Liberty Bell because it's like probably like it's a, I think it's in a museum or something. <laughs> or he's probably at the state house, actually. Not good for his messaging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yo, that's the exact that's the speech that he gave at the Patriot Double Down, mm-hmm. the coin, the vote and freedom yeah. thing. And that when I heard it the first time, I thought this is incoherent. None of this makes yeah. sense. But you thought, man, this is golden. Yeah, this that, is the message I'm running on. They're the, trying. They're trying to take the penny. they're trying to melt it down for copper wire to put into now i'm making him sound like uh like christopher walken it's a trying to put it down and melt the coin down and turn it into copper wire (laughs) and see and put use use the wire what is happening use the wire (laughs) if you use the wire you can put it in the graphics chips and make more playstation fives (laughs) i i I, I mean, I do like the idea. Like, America is a coin. Uh, you know, half of it is one. One side of the coin is freedom. The other side of the coin is the vote. And a Jew just took my coin. <laughs> a Jew he took my coin. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> he took took my coin. I, one side vote. The other side freedom. Yeah. And it, they're trying to melt it down into copper wire. <laughs> okay, he's going like Stallone at this point. Amazing. I do like anti-Semitic uh, walking. What a good bit. <laughs> yeah, that is a good bit. <laughs> it was the Jews the whole time. Anti-Semitic. Hey, Stallone. Anti-Semitic oh, Stallone. No. He's, oh, no. he's, Come on, man. He's, he's up next. <laughs> We're back, my friends. Here's another video where he talks about growing up natural. We grew up so natural, you know, we learned from one another. Our parents gave us wings. They're the ones who gave us wings. And we flew away with those wings. But they were our parents' wings. Not these woke teachers that work for the unions and are controlled by the unions. I'm an Italian-American. You might be German-American, Black-American, Polish-American, Greek-American. Nobody had to tell us who we were. We socialized, we grew up with one another, and we went on to find the American dream together. They think we don't get it. How much longer can they keep insulting us? I don't think too much longer, guys. Essentially, his slogan, because it's now been at the end of two campaign videos, is how long can they insult us? Not too much longer, guys. Yeah, he is... His messaging reads like a Joe Pesci lines. <laughs> oh, you Vincent think I'm a fucking clown, huh? 
Vincent Fusca for Senate. How long can they insult us? Not too much longer, guys. <laughs> this ad was paid for by the Vincent Fusca campaign for Senate. <laughs> it's true that if you did pair him with non-leftist audio and shit like that, it might be even funnier. <laughs> Someone needs to pair him with Austin Steinbart, who seems to have endless production values. Mm-hmm. Help a brother out. His beats are not bad, but I was nodding my head a little bit. Yeah, there's probably like an, I bet, I bet like a few QAnon people are like, this guy's a papist. I'm not fucking with that. <laughs> this is not the Protestant vibe I signed up for. I mean, the, the Trump-mobile thing is based on the Pope-mobile. That's what he said. Yeah. So it's like so funny. He's like, the tr- you know, the Pope has one, so Trump should too. That's the best thing about QAnon, though. If you if you think one of the influencers aligns with, uh, you know, the, the black hats, then, yeah. um, you know, you don't have to follow them. There There's a couple other JFK Jr. But I, I just realized if you want to. I just realized the Pope-mobile has the Pope inside it. It drives him around. So right. Is his idea that Trump is going to pop out the sunroof of like a white a white van that used to be a taxi no. that he bought at an auction and wave to people? That's what, this is the if you build it, they will come of the uh, Trump mobile. There's no yeah. shield. He's going to get fucking domed. Like the Pope mobile is built so you can't shoot <laughs> no, the Pope. No, he's just going to kidnap Trump and just stuff him in the back of his white van. <laughs> he's like, I got one better. It's a cardboard cutout of the oh, president. God. I stick him through the roof. Why is walking back? <laughs> I think the idea of Vincent Fusca as Christopher Walken is is I I don't know if I can let that go. I think that's gonna be yeah. I think that's gonna make an appearance at some point that's down it. the road. Okay. <laughs> Although there are very few videos that he's made for his campaign, every one of them is a gem in a specific way. Here he is exploring the melting pot of America. We are Americans. Okay, sorry. I'm pausing the video. We are Americans, and it shows. A fucking helicopter that says Polizei. (laughs) It's a a German helicopter. It's a German helicopter. And I just realized in the last video, he said Italian-American. You might be, you know, whatever. Or black American. Those are all nations. Then he's just like a black black American. (laughs) Maybe he just really liked the shot of this particular helicopter in slow motion. It's like from some German heist movie or something. He's like, like, no, we're going to get the movie. We're going to get the shot from this movie. Anyways, I'm resuming the clip. We are the greatest civilization on Earth. The greatest melting pot on Earth. I'm an Italian-American. You might be German-American, Black-American, Polish-American, Greek-American. Nobody had to tell us who we were. We socialized, we grew up with one another, and we went on to find the American dream together. My name is Vincent Fusca. And I'm running for the United States Senate from our state of Pennsylvania. So, yeah, I mean, all, all it's really funny because all of it is like Breitbart, like grievance lines, but yeah. as if read by an English second language person who's not actually angry. Yeah. The, Very his, strange. His videos, though, the production value, I would say, is probably miles ahead of any other QAnon content I've seen. I mean, I don't the know. editing is decent for, for them. The, the quality of the picture decent for them the beats not so horrible what i don't think it's all that bad i mean the message yeah. is, is trash obviously mm-hmm. but i'm i'm purely the production value but i'm a little i'm impressed we've been through all the cycles we've had netflix series mm-hmm. like looking QAnon stuff we, we have every level of quality now i would i would disagree also it's not really QAnon stuff no no it's just kind it's of just, your general yeah. panache it's of, just yeah. like faded ra- a racist grandpa yeah that's his whole like kung fu stance <laughs> As of mid-March 2022, Fusca was still begging his supporters to sign his petition to even appear on the ballot while petting his very wide-eyed dog. Hi, Vincent Fusca here. 
candidate for the U.S. senatorial seat of our state of Pennsylvania. We need petitions signed to get on a ballot. So follow the instructions on our website. Thank you very, very much. And thank you, Lou. And thank you to my beautiful overweight dog, Lou, who looks like he's going through a wind tunnel. You live with Louie dogs, the only way to stay sane. Yes. Let the love in, let the love in come back to me. All right. Now that's what I would pay for. A fus- <laughs> a, 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 why would you continue with that? <laughs> it's it's much fusca? more fun to interrupt you in, in, in real, real time. Yeah. yeah, that's true. He's still, <laughs> Jake is trying out all the new buttons. He's like, oh, now I can, now I can really fuck the recording up. I've been alone. This is amazing. I've been so lonely. <laughs> but I do, I, I would love to see a white reggae album come out from Fusca. I mean, he's wearing, he's got the fedora. Yeah, can, I wouldn't put it past him. He needs to dreadlock his like, <laughs> this kind of weird haircut. Here's the graphic, by the way, for the campaign uh, that they're using for their volunteers. Travis, you want to read what's on it? Sure. It says, volunteers for Vince, we are the plan 2022. So, yeah, direct appeal to the QAnon uh, uh, audience there. Yeah, there's also a hidden bacon here. You've got uh, the V's highlighted. Uh, V is also the Roman numeral for five, five by five. Oh, by five, I see that. By five. Oh, my God. Mm. Damn, I didn't catch that. Yeah. Recovering conspiracy guy here. Oh, God. You know, I see it. He's baking it. And beneath the graphic was a URL. Wearetheplan.org. The website, if it ever existed, is currently down. (laughs) 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 On March 13th, Fusca explained in a newsletter that, quote, tomorrow is the last day to come to the HQ to sign or drop off petitions. We are now two days past that deadline, he said, so... I thought I would call the uh, telephone number listed for their campaign and ask if they had collected the 3,000 signatures they require. As I was preparing to call the number, I was kind of overcome with how far I'd fallen. Here I was ringing up the campaign headquarters for the guy some QAnon people believe is JFK Jr. So to stave off this kind of existential dread that was developing, I decided to call as a professional journalist for the Daily Bugle. After all, this wasn't a conversation with a private citizen. I was calling political headquarters, and any representative of the campaign answering the call should reasonably expect to be speaking on the public record. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach Vincent Fusco. Who is this, please? Uh, this is Jonathan Jameson from the Daily Bugle. I'm a journalist. Uh, is this Jason? Jonathan Jameson. Mr. Jameson. Hello? I'm so sorry. I'm just, uh, this is like a new phone here, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to adapt to it. Uh, this is Vincent Fusco. Hi, Vincent. Um, what, is your name, what is your name, please? Jonah Jameson. John? Jonah Jameson. Jonah. Hey, Jonah. How are you? That's, nice, uh, nice to meet you. Kind of a unique name. That's why I'm trying to... <laughs> yeah, no problem. Trying to get the hang of it. Uh, who are you, sir? I'm a, a reporter, and... Um, I, I've been kind of uh, following uh, your campaign so far, uh, and uh, I saw that some, you know, dates for signatures were coming up, and I was uh, just curious about any developments on that. Well, there's a lot of developments, Jonah. I don't know if I'm at uh, liberty to speak to you about it right now from many, many angles, you know, but I appreciate you reaching out. If uh, if it's okay with you, I... Uh, uh, if you could text me at this number, your info, 
Sure. And I will be more, more, more than happy to get back to to uh, uh, to brief you with all the uh, ongoing developments, which are moving at light speed, in a sense. Sure. And um, in terms of uh, your signatures that you've collected, uh, do you will, do you think you will appear on the ballot? <laughs> uh, I. It is very, uh, Jonah. I know you're a journalist, and uh, you know you're trying to get the the best of your ability for uh, for getting to the bottom of, of the truth of uh, any matter. But at this point in time, I don't have the info to uh, to share with you. All right. Because 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 I can see that uh, you know that you really really care and you want to put out the truth and. Um, and my campaign is totally, totally out of the box from all the other campaigns. Absolutely, it's unique. It's, it's, it's very, very unique. And um, and if possible, the reason why I'm elaborating a little bit on it because I can see that you want to put out the truth, and there is a lot of truth that has to be put out there. Mm-hmm. But at this point in time, like I was telling you, Jonah, everything is moving at lightning speed. we got over 2,000 signatures that we need, but... Things are moving at light speed, and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of variables here. Sure, and um, where, where the truth comes out. But just text me all the info, and then I'll be more than happy to have a uh, a voice conversation like we're having right now, if need be. Sure. At any time, any time. Once we get everything in front of us. Right, um, and what do you mean by get everything in front of us? Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts, Jonah. There's a lot of moving parts right now, and you might have called. You know, it's all about timing. You might have given this call at the right time. That's why I'm giving you the courtesy of this. I didn't even know who you were, but now that you tell me, mm-hmm. I would love, love, love to, um, you know, to give you whatever is developing, <laughs> but it hasn't developed yet. Okay, and is there any state? Because... Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. No. 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 No, no. I think I think you pretty much you know um, you pretty much get it. And I understand it because you know, you know, if it wasn't out of the box, you wouldn't have uh, made this phone call from that perspective. So sure. And in terms of your platform, the, the, it, has anything uh, uh, changed? Is there a focus in your messaging? No, 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 no. My platform stands as it stands. All the fourteen. Issues that you saw on my agenda stand uh, and and stronger and stronger with what is happening in, uh, of course, you know, and stronger what was happening, what is happening in Ukraine as we speak in, at light speed. So, um, mm-hmm. and I will be a, a heck of a lot happy to uh, to share my views. Okay, sure. And where were those 14 points? I'm sorry, I must have missed that on your website. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. As we say in America, uh-oh, spaghetti-o. Uh, um, there should be my flyer on my website with all my 14 points. Okay. Uh, I'll take a look for and that. If you can't, and if, and if you can't find them, you know, uh, reach out back out to me and um, from that perspective, and uh, we'll make sure you see them. Could you send them to me perhaps by text if I just uh, shoot you a text right now? Um, uh, yes, 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 I will. Yes, I will. Okay, I really appreciate that. Thank you.
Okay. Thank you, Jonah. Thank you. All right. Have a good day. Bye-bye. <laughs> This this is me like uh, like having just taken like four bong rips and then and then receiving a telephone call from my mother like in college, being like, oh, and how? What are you working on? How's school? Uh, it's good. Uh, how and your grades? They're coming. They, uh, well, they haven't developed quite yet, but they are developing. Just fighting a halo boss like absolutely <laughs> yeah, on yeah. cloud nine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was, um, as usual, just really hard to get any shred of anything from him. And again, I requested two very, very simple things. One of them is, you know, you just passed your deadline by your own media. Yeah. What's up? Couldn't answer that. But also couldn't answer what are his main points, because I did check the website. And they're not on the website. That's an uh-oh spaghetti-o. <laughs> <laughs> Old American saying. <laughs> Old American saying, uh-oh, spaghetti-o. Been around since the beginning of time, just like that can of SpaghettiOs that's in your cupboard. Listen, Jonah, Jonah Jameson from the Daily Bugle, I, I know you're an American, so you probably are familiar with the term uh-oh spaghetti-o, which is what I say when I find out that my platform is actually not in any of the media. Um, yeah, I'm surprised he didn't tell you to get a, a George Magazine shirt so that you could be better yeah. at your job as a journalist. I feel like I was, you know, polite and just I was asking questions that should have been answered by like any pamphlet he would put out or mm-hmm. like anything, you know, but it just I, I couldn't find it. So after this call, I texted Vincent, but I received no response from that. He called me again to to tell me to text him and I told him that I had but would I, you know, send another message? Uh, he'd clearly forgotten my name and organization by that point because he asked me to provide it again. Um, he told me his campaign manager had been consulted and approved sending me the 14 points. It was unclear why he would need clearance to send anyone a link to his basic public platform. But like I said, this was a unique campaign, I think. This is a special thing. Also a surprise for you. I mean, you thought you were probably going to get a campaign manager or something. You just called the campaign yes. number on the website. So to speak to the man himself, you know, that's surprising. That's kind of true. Yeah. I mean, I just I just was kind of doing a general query to essentially like their media contact. So very strange. Either way, I, I sent two text messages. I still have not received any response. I'm not sure if he knows how to check the text messages on his phone or something. Well, let's see what happens because I'll bet you the first thing he did was Google Jonah Jameson. So let's see what comes up here. You're joking, right? Travis, you want to tell him? Who's Jonah Jameson? Oh. Who works for the Daily Bugle? Yes. Oh, is that like that angry boss? Yes. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know his first name was Jonah. Yeah, he's the guy who wants to get Spider-Man, but he's also employing Spider-Man secretly. I'm going to Google anyway and see. Yeah, it's just scenes from the movie that come up. (laughs) (laughs) Unsurprising. Jake needs to- J.K. Simmons comes up. Jake needs to put down the Ghostbusters and pick up some fucking Does J. Jonah Jameson like Spider-Man? These are questions people (laughs) ask. Does J. Jonah Jameson die? Right. Okay. Okay. I think uh, we could probably move on. I mean, if Fusca does not appear on the ballot, that might prove tricky for his voting base, who will probably just write in JFK Jr. and fuck all of this up for Vince. Either way, he's up against two MAGA candidates spending historic amounts of money to win the Republican primary. So I'm guessing this entire segment is basically an exercise in futility. And I think that really defines our podcast as a whole. With something he claims is more substantial than my work, here is junior correspondent and millennial maverick Travis View. So I think uh, Vincent Fusca, I mean, he's the, the light JFK Jr. Now I'm going to talk about the dark JFK Jr., 107, because <laughs> it's quite possible that he is going to have a role in just popping the wheels off this thing that we call American democracy. 
So um, I, I want to talk about the campaign in QAnon circles to take over the position of Secretary of State. And um, we know that this campaign is very real because the participants discuss it out in the open in the content they create. Now, uh, Secretary of State is usually an overlooked position because mostly involves uh, bureaucratic and administrative matters. And if you're not really sure what people in this position do, that's fine. That's normal. When it's working properly, it should be invisible. But Trump and his allies realize that this position is actually crucial because the Secretary of State is responsible for administering elections. And Alex Kaplan at Media Matters has been doing great work tracking this plot. So to understand why this is happening, we're going to have to go back to uh, before January 6, 2021, when Trump was still trying to get the election overturned by other means. As part of this campaign, Trump called up Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. Georgia is a swing state. In the 2020 election, Biden won by a thin margin, just 11,779 votes out of nearly 5 million votes total. Trump contacted Raffensperger because the Office of Secretary of State coordinates and monitors all election activity. That includes voter registration, campaign finance disclosure, and certification of election results. The Secretary of State also chairs the State Election Board, which investigates election fraud and enforces state election law. In an hour-long phone call on January 2nd, Trump pressured Raffensperger to help him find the votes in Georgia that would overturn the election results. Trump, he berated Raffensperger, he tried to flatter him, he begged him to act and threatened him with vague criminal consequences if the Secretary of State refused to pursue his false claims, at one point warning that Raffensperger was taking a big risk. Trump rambled about baseless conspiracy theories he heard on the internet, such as the claim that dead people were voting by the thousands and that Dominion voting systems were shredding ballots. So dead people voted, <laughs> and I think uh, the, the number is in the pro close to 5,000 people, and they went to uh, obituaries, they went to uh, all sorts of methods to come up with an accurate number, and a minimum is close to about 5,000 voters. The bottom line is when you add it all up, and then you start adding, you know, 300,000 uh, uh, fake ballots. Then the other thing they said is in Fulton County and other areas, and this may or may not be true, this just came up this morning, that they are uh, burning their ballots, that they are shredding, shredding ballots and removing equipment. They're uh, changing the equipment on the, uh, on the Dominion machines. And, you know, then that's not legal. And they supposedly shredded, I think they said 300 pounds of, 3,000 pounds of ballots. And that just came to us as a report today. And, uh, From who? you know, it's, uh, it's a just very sad situation. But, uh, but Brad, uh, if you took the minimum numbers were, were many, many times above the 11,779. Wow, the king, totally the incoherent. I'm I'm sorry, but like he makes way more sense these days. I mean, he still rambles and shit, but like at this point, he was probably operating on extremely little sleep. I agree. In the recording, Trump insinuates that Raffensperger may be subject to legal liability if he doesn't pursue Trump's baseless allegations. The ballots are corrupt, and you're going to find that they are, which is totally illegal. It's <laughs> it's, it's more illegal for you than it is for them. Because you know what they did and you're not reporting it. That's a, you know, that's a criminal, that's a criminal offense. And, and, you know, you can't let that happen. That's, that's a big risk to you and to Ryan, your lawyer. That's a big risk. 
to you and to your lawyer, Ryan, who, you know, home address. <laughs> Ryan, who you can find him at uh, 124227. <laughs> In the call, Trump makes it clear that he just wants Raffensperger to find the number of votes necessary to win Georgia. So, look, all I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes, which is one more than we have. Because we won the state and flipping the state is a great testament to our country because, you know, there's, there's, there's just a, it's a testament that they can admit to a mistake or whatever you want to call it. If it was a mistake, I don't know. A lot of people think it wasn't a mistake. It was much more uh, criminal than that. Just saying. It's like, listen, I need this many votes. Just give them to me. And maybe it was a mistake. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe you're a criminal. Let's find out. Just give me the votes. We'll talk about it later. At this point, yeah, Trump is just like a series of titles floating in and out of the screen like a, a beginner at like video <laughs> editing would do. Now, the secretary of state, to his credit, he pushed back on Trump's baseless claims and Trump did not take this well. While speaking at uh, CPAC 2021, Trump said that the secretary of state Raffensperger let them down, presumably because Raffensperger didn't overturn the election results. You really disappointed me. You made me sad. The governor of Georgia and Georgia secretary of state let us down. They let us down. And by the way, the voting law they passed is far weaker than that of Texas and other states. You hear that, Mr. Attorney General? You hear that in the back of the room? He thinks he's like Colbert doing, you know, like the, <laughs> yeah. the, din the press dinner. Now, all of this is important, partly because it illustrates this idea in QAnon world and the extended MAGA universe, which is that there is widespread election fraud, which make the results illegitimate. And the only reason that this election fraud isn't being exposed is because the secretaries of state in each state are just letting it happen, just unopposed, without yeah. telling the world about how corrupt these election systems really are. Yeah, if you read between the lines, they've identified the the people at the key spots, yeah, that's, right? That's, that's it. It'd be like, all, it's like, well, what do I need to, who, who makes these decisions, basically, about elections? Yeah. Well, this guy. Which is the sloppiest and most kind of public way of trying to do what can only become a failed coup, you know? It's just like, who's the key people we need to control so this thing would go my way? Yeah, yeah. In a more recent appearance in front of the uh, Pennsylvania GOP, Trump seemed to indicate that the key to winning is actually deciding who counts the vote. It'll be a lot sharper the next time when it comes to counting the vote. There's a famous statement, sometimes the vote counter is more important than the candidate, and we can't let that ever, ever happen again. They have to get tougher and smarter. Well, I mean, it would. I love that the voter isn't, you know, it's like it's just the vote counters and the president. That's the two things you need to weigh against each other when you decide how many votes there were. No, yeah, they're, you know, they've, they've given up on, like, increasing the number of votes. And that was like, they <laughs> think that this secretary of state position is the linchpin to everything. Fortunately, this sort of pressuring didn't end in disaster. But, you know, let's p ponder for a moment a hypothetical situation that uh, someone in Raffberger's position was more sympathetic to the president. He wouldn't be the type to record the entire conversation and then leak it to The Washington Post, for example. Mm -hmm. Sure. He was someone who, like, you know, who listened to him and, like, was more tried to actually, you know, find the votes that uh, Trump wanted to find. Everybody's a Linda Tripp now. There's no it's, one to trust in this right. bucket of crabs. Now, I talk about this because that scenario, getting secretaries of state to go along with bogus claims of electoral fraud in order to ensure Republicans win, is actually part of a plan by some conspiracists uh, to, for this year's election and beyond. And the linchpin of this campaign is, by all appearances, QAnon influencer Juan O'Savin. 
Of course, that's great. Yes, good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is. This is really like a tale of two JFK juniors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is this was <laughs> one. He's got a new phone. He's still figuring it out. Yeah. One is working the class. Other one, yeah. The, the other guy's driving fucking sports cars. Yeah. We got a guy in a white van and a fucking dipshit in a sports car who smokes cigars and wears like leather boots, even though he's just a career alcoholic and has never lasted <laughs> fucking anything. So 107. So uh, I think the first thing to know is that 107 is obviously a pseudonym that's supposed to sound like 107, like, like 17 or oh. vaguely, vaguely, vaguely like a, like a 007. I really thought it was thing. one who was like saving the kids yeah, or something. Yeah, 107. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know it was a number. Of course it's Gematria. Gamate, Gamate, oh, fuck. It's Gamatria. Who gives a shit? No, we care, we care, we care. We go back and forth on that word. Let's put it that way with this podcast. <laughs> you, don't, you can't just go back. I don't back. mean saying it right, I mean giving a shit. <laughs> okay, all right, that's true. That's true for you. Now, while shtick in like the videos that he makes and his, his prime medium is video, is uh, it's like he never shows his face and instead he ha- shows his hands or his shoes while he talks about information he says he's getting from some secret inside source and i've seen his face and if that's jfk jr then there was a a wasp attack no yeah that's uh but yeah yeah so i mean i think the you know the 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 weird shtick where it's like oh no i'm only going to show my boots in the frame and never Mm -hmm. my face i think it added to the mystery and actually helped him build his audience yeah in the frame it's like his he'll have his nice expensive watch he'll have a cigar Mm -hmm. he'll have his hand oftentimes he'll be calling in from behind the wheel driving his sports Car. And then he's also very frequently like at Trump International Hotel in D.C. And he'll show like the curtains and his view for view from yeah. D- uh, of D.C. and stuff. He's probably a trust fund kid. Probably. 107 authored a book called The Kid by the Side of the Road. And a big chunk of that book is dedicated to the anti-Semitic conspiracy theory that the world is controlled by the Rothschild banking family. He also peddles some pretty standard sovereign citizen rhetoric about how America is a corporation and not a country. Uh, but it also has a lot of thoughts on QAnon. And here's what Juan says. The Q project was aimed at gamers, younger people with inquiring minds and the skill set to educate themselves. Uh, just like a gamer has to go through a new game to find out how to play it, uh, what tricks there are, um, and how to advance past certain obstacles. Uh, they have to learn and try different techniques until they overcome a set of challenges uh, to get to the next level. When their skill sets match uh, the present stage they are at, a gamer can progress to the next one. People have to educate themselves, and then new people must come into the Q project uh, who will educate themselves. I understand there are a bunch of people out there that don't believe the Q operation is real, uh, but it is. The level of sophistication is at the outer edge of the current supercomputer's capabilities envelope. Artificial intelligence is involving in helping to correlate all of the cube posts down to the second, controlling the information so that it overlays and layers uh, perfectly uh, with thousands of posts to date. So they're running AI to find out when the posts happened? They fuck, we have the timestamps. I don't, I don't know. I think it's... I think, yeah, I think he's saying that, like, that the, the Q posts are made with AI, so they're perfectly controlled to take down the deep state. I don't know. Mm. That's a new one. They are as incoherent as like what yeah. most AI will put out. Sure, sure. Thematically, yeah, that tracks. <laughs> like Vincent Fusca, 107 made an appearance at the QAnon conference Patriot Double Down in October of 2021. Um, during this appearance, 107 implied that the people responsible for stealing the election in his world would be tried at Gitmo. Classic. This is not over. 
Buckle up, Buttercup. We're going to go to town on these guys, but we're not going to do it the way they do it. We're not going to do a lynching. We're going to have a court. And if the court of the peers isn't able to be assembled because of dramas, captured operation, can't even tell who's legally here, we have no courts. We just go in the courtroom and get them. This guy, this guy visits sex workers in Twin Peaks. <laughs> We first learned that uh, Secretary of State positions were being targeted in a systematic way thanks to another speaker at the Patriot Double Down Conference. There, Nevada Secretary of State candidate Jim Marchant talked about how he first met 107 after the election. November 4th, I went to work. I got a suite in the Venetian Hotel across the hall from the Trump attorneys and the Trump people that came in to start investigating the election fraud here in Nevada. <clears throat> and guess who showed up at my suite to blow you away? You saw him Saturday. You saw him yesterday. 107. <clears throat> hmm. Jim Marchant said that uh, at the encouragement of 107, he decided to run for the position of Secretary of State. So right after the election, Juan showed up. A few others, a few others, President Trump allies. And I was going to run for Congress again. And they asked me, would you, instead of running for Congress again, would you run for Secretary of State of Nevada? And I said, absolutely. And I knew right then that they had figured out exactly what Harry Reid and George Soros figured out in 2004. We need to take back the secretaries of state offices around the country. I'm sorry. It's unbelievable that the Democrats would be that capable. <laughs> Jim Marchant further said that he formed a coalition with like-minded people who also planned to run for the secretary of state positions in several states. So not only did they ask me to run, they asked me to put together a coalition of other like-minded secretary of state candidates. So I got to work. 107 help. 107 help. With what? Except funding. Maybe funding, but also, like, he, I mean, he sounds like he's really important in, like, saying, like, no, no, we don't need you for Congress. We need you in Secretary of State. That's, that's where we're going to have the most impact. Right. So he's the strategist. And he's a strategist. Oh, uh -huh. God. Jim Marchant went on to list the people he met with. And um, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you may recognize some of those names. So we put together this coalition. We had our inaugural meeting right here in Las Vegas, May 1st, we had uh, Mike Lindell, Patrick Byrne, I think Jim Hoft and Joe Hoft from Gateway Pundit, they zoomed in, uh, Brian Kennedy with the Claremont Institute, I had a number of county commissioners from around the state of Nevada attend, and that was our inaugural meeting to start strategizing for the coalition. So... I can't stress enough how important the Secretary of State offices are. I think they're setting up an amazing Reservoir Dogs too. <laughs> 107 confirmed his involvement in this coalition to take over Secretary of State positions while appearing on a QAnon radio show. So, you know, one of the things that's, that's going on right now, um, there's a number of states uh, 
we have a project here uh, that we're doing helping uh, people to become candidates in certain types of offices across the country um, that we started here in Nevada. And uh, uh, that has uh, prospered pretty well with a number of uh, Trump endorsements. And then uh, Patrick Byrne, a former Overstock CEO and the guy who funded the uh, bogus sort of Arizona audit in Mesa County and also been really involved in Stop the Steal efforts. Uh, he confirms his association with 107 during a slightly intoxicated Ask Me Anything on Telegram. Uh, what do I think you know, uh, of Juan Osavin? I think Juan is a charming guy. It's hard to separate what from what with him, but I think he's a charming guy and I like him. Sometimes he's not always right about things. There's so many great questions. Uh, what do I think of, is Juan Osin JFK Jr.? No, I've been with Juan Osin. That's not JFK Jr. <laughs> <laughs> he is literally drinking whiskey straight from the cup, just fucking blasted. Everyone in Trump town is fucking high as fuck these days. Uh, yeah, it's like it's like when um, you're in Loathing, the movie, when Hunter S. Thompson walks into the hotel and the hotel bar and it's just like a bunch of lizards, uh, y- you know, just guzzling booze. And <laughs> his whole camp just gives me that sort of like this guy's icky e- feeling. This guy's energy is like, I just blew my entire kid's college fund at the Vegas <laughs> tables. <laughs> Patrick Byrne later told the New York Times that he donated $15,000 to this coalition. In an interview with The Guardian, Jim Marchant said that there are currently eight members of the coalition who are all bidding for the chief election official posts, with more likely to join soon. One of those participants is a Congressman Jody Heiss from Georgia, who is running to replace Raffensperger's seat. Now, this is concerning because Jody Heiss believes that Trump won the election in 2020. In a 2021 interview on Steve Bannon's news network, Real America News, Heist claimed that an ongoing audit in Georgia would show that Trump won the state. This wound up not being true. Do you think Trump won Georgia? Yeah, I mean, obviously, the the audit is going to show that as as we get into it. But I believe, you know, there's no one, no no one can convince me that Georgia is a blue state. Uh, And we all watched on television everything from the uh, the time the so-called water main break uh, occurred on from there. We knew something uh, was happening that should not be taking place with our elections in Georgia. And so, yeah, I, I don't believe not for one moment that Georgia is blue, but for election irregularities and fraudulent activity. And I am confident that that is going to come forward as an audit uh, the results come out. And uh, I hope that that process is going to take place and that uh, soon it will be made public. See, now if Trump called that guy and said, I need you to get me one more vote than what I lost by, <laughs> yeah. he would help. He'd yeah. find that vote. Mm-hmm. That's because he contains 11,872 demons, <laughs> and they are pushing at the envelope of his human flesh. <laughs> Another member of this coalition is uh, Arizona House of Representatives member Mark Fincham. Fincham is endorsed by Trump in his race for Arizona Secretary of State. Fincham also has appeared on the QAnon livestream show Red Pill 78. And in his campaign ad, uh, Fincham explicitly declares that he believes Trump won and that the election results in some Arizona counties should be overturned. Ladies and gentlemen, we know it and they know it. Donald Trump won. It is time for us 
the Arizona legislature to move those counties which are irredeemably compromised into the your decertified section. <laughs> this is how the people can get justice. You deserve a secretary of state who will put your interests first. Just uh, in the in the corner uh, of the room uh, wearing a dunce cap that says decertified. That's where we're going to put these people. Why couldn't they have come up with like a better conspiracy theory like that? Oh, well, Trump lost uh, because the deep state, I don't know, did this, that, this, that, the other thing. I'm exhausted listening to people like, you know, nearly a year later, uh, over a year later being like, actually, he won. Well, it's it's just... It's as simple as it gets. You know, I was like, our guy won. And the only reason people think that the other guy won is because he stole it because they're thieves and we're good and they're bad. I mean, it's, just, it's not complicated. They never thought he would lose. Mm-hmm. It's just the same. They never, the yeah, same, it's the same. Endlessly replicating Here's America. the thing. It's like, it's like the, I think really a big part of it is that like Trump is like, I mean, they think that Trump is just an amazing, incredible, unstoppable guy. And in, the thing is, is that it's really hard to actually lose the presidency, the election, if you're an incumbent, right? Mm-hmm. Most yeah, people, yeah. they serve two terms. You got to be a real fucking loser to lose, <laughs> to lose the uh, presidential election as an incumbent. But not only did he lose as an incumbent, he lost to Joe Biden. Yes. And so what are you saying about Joe? Those two facts, those two facts, I think really <laughs> fucked with like the, the heads of Trump supporters, where it's just does not conform with the reality they think of when they think of Trump. It just doesn't make any sense. Right. Because it was win after win after win. You're going to be so sick of winning. And then so many losses in a row. Right. Like he lost the election and then he took the vaccine and then he's <laughs> right. encouraging them to take the vaccine. It, it's like their entire worldview uh, just came crumbling down in a matter of a couple weeks. Trump got straight corn popped. Mm. You want to talk about 107 being a strategist and mastermind. Uh, There's reason to believe that 107 is heavily involved in the secretary of state race in Colorado. Uh, One of the candidates that Jim Marchant promoted is a guy named David Winnie. Uh, But Winnie later dropped out. (laughs) Osavin. I can't stop winning. Osavin says that he was personally involved in David Winnie's uh, decision to drop out of the Secretary of State race. On top of that, uh, Savin says that he encouraged Tina Peters to run for Secretary of State and was involved in Winnie's endorsement of Peters. Now, you may remember Tina Peters as the Mesa County election clerk who was barred from supervising elections after leaking election systems information to Ron Watkins. Nice. She's in big trouble now, she right? Is. Like, she, yes, yes. Uh, on March eighth, very recently, Peters was indicted by a grand jury on ten counts related to those actions. So oh, spaghettio! Yeah. The Colorado GOP has since asked Tina Peters to step down from the race, but we'll we'll see how that goes. She has yeah. not stepped down as of yet. Now, here's a live stream that uh, one oh seven did with David Winnie to discuss these behind the scenes political moves. David, by the way was running for Secretary of State. We talked privately. Uh, He decided to step back from that because uh, we understand that Tina is going to be, you know, kind of a high-profile figure in this. She knows this material. David does, too. He's a computer expert. Uh, But David took a different path going for a county commissioner there in order to make room for Tina to run in the Secretary of State position. Uh, Very magnanimous in doing that, but because she's a high-profile person and uh, would have the name recognition, etc. 
Uh, does Juan not realize that his camera is facing frontward no, while everybody... No, that's his that, whole shtick. That's, that's his shtick. Okay. That's what I'm saying. You'll, it's like you'll he'll see show... His face. You'll see his hands, see his, his face. His rings, he'll show his cigar, his watch, he'll show his boots. He likes to put up his boot that way. That's mm-hmm. a very, like, he'll like signature. To, he likes mm-hmm. to show off his the two pieces of cake mm-hmm. <laughs> that are sitting on Appetizers. the Appetizers? This coffee. man's got appies for days. Yeah, this guy, I mean, especially given his earlier speech about uh, video games and trying to recruit gamers, I mean, maybe he's like, I, I really love like uh you know doing the first person perspective my life is an fps you can see my rings you can see my cake you can david, see my fireplace david winnie looks like he's in the grandpa suit from jackass <laughs> <laughs> but here we see wallow savin maniac writes you know a classic conspiracist dumb tropes in a book and he has a following he thinks he's jfk jr behind the scenes he's going no you don't run here you run in this position you step down we'll put you you here we need someone else like he's he's shaping the race in multiple states which is fucking insane this man should not be involved in electoral strategy (laughs) anywhere you know why, though? He has insane Zoom game. He's just a great conversationalist. So they're always like, let's jump on with fucking four random people and like Juan again. But it really is. It's it, this This really is what you said earlier. Maybe, maybe the, the episode title should be A Tale of Two JFK Juniors. If we haven't done that already, we probably yeah. have. Uh, because <laughs> it really is. You have you have Vincent Fusca, yeah. who is like working class. You call, Jedi. You, 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 He's you, Jedi. Yeah, you call his campaign phone. And Juan phone. is Sith. Yeah, yeah, you call his campaign phone. He actually picks up he doesn't yes. know oh my my uh oh, my 14 agenda points are not on the well, yeah. oh god uh, oh, what oh were, spaghetti what? oh uh, uh, campaign manager what were those 14 words and then and then you've got this rich guy who doesn't show his face he's only showing off like you know whatever like you know mansion that he's that he's sitting in or whatever and he's calling the shots he's saying you got to go here and you got to run for this and actually mm-hmm. i know somebody here i mean he's running yeah. it like a just like a, a rich guy yeah he's like hugh hefner of far more dangerous by something. the way than Hugh Hefner? No, no, than the working class Fusca. Yes, that's so true. No, Fusca, I'm telling you, he's Jedi. Even beyond the coalition that Juan Savin is helping form, uh, there are other Secretary of State candidates who push the big lie. According to the nonprofit group States United Action, there are 21 candidates who dispute Biden's election victory who are running for Secretary of State in 18 different states. I also think it's worth noting that if someone was corrupt in a secretary of state position, you know, they don't have to outright reject election results in order to help swing elections towards Republicans. They might, for example, uh, put their thumbs on the scale of fair elections by uh, forcing the closure of polling places, uh, removing ballot drop boxes or withholding other resources that could make voting easier in heavily Democratic precincts. Now, I don't know how successful this plot is going to be. Maybe he'll fill it out. Maybe none of these people who are part of this coalition will get anywhere near power. I just look forward to actual scandals about the state-level Secretary of State. That yeah, no right? one ever I mean, hears yeah, about that. Normally them. invisible position. These people are going to get into a bunch of messy stories, but which is, you know. I just uh, felt it was really important to yeah. spell all this out because these people, these QAnon-affiliated people, they found a, a weak spot in democracy and they're yeah. trying to hack it. And they're trying to, because they're tr- basically trying to find a way to get people who believe like they believe in this crucial position so that they can essentially decide elections unilaterally. Can't the Republicans just accept the vote so you can stop being so boring? 
No, I mean, we need I, Travis I, to shut up. I about wish, this I stuff. wish they could accept the vote, but there's like they've given up on that. They're like, no. like, all right, how do I jury rig this son of a bitch? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, so that I'm in charge. Yeah, it's, it's it's change the history books and say that Trump won. That's the real shit. Change the books that you teach the kids in a couple generations. It won't matter that Biden was president. Yeah, I mean, and 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 Fusca actually hits the nail on the head in his his campaign slogan. Uh, you know, we are the plan. Children used to be plants. <laughs> They were green, and I liked them. But yeah, I mean, it's it's concerning because you know they're literally trying to uh, slide this in under the radar of you know the smug liberals that think that these people are morons. They're just and, civi- and- they're civically involved, and they're trying to identify the levers of power. And the left is completely incapable of doing so because anyone who presents themselves actually identifying those levers is fucking shooed out of the room (laughs) immediately so they can run another fucking ad for fucking Hamilton. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, we got to be, you know, this is serious shit. You know, if we're we're all going, you know, we're uh, celebrating that Donald Trump is no longer on uh, president and he's not doesn't have any social media. And <laughs> That's true, dude. And they're losers. He got and, banned and lost. That is so funny that he got banned on Twitter as a process of losing the presidency. And, That's a historic thing. Yeah, but the like, president when he lost and got banned off Twitter. Forty five. This guy's in the history books. They're gonna have to be like he lost his Twitter account. Yeah, that will be he, a he fucking hinge point. He could no longer tweet. And <laughs> and it's like, you know, and all the while, while, you know, we are we are celebrating this win. It's like people like Juan O'Savin, who have time uh, yes. and money and they're comfortable and are comfortable, are organizing behind the scenes so that over time it might happen slowly. But over time, you know, elections and positions that we don't even think about, and we don't care about and we don't think are threatened because yes. the kind of mainstream narrative about uh, Trump supporters and QAnon believers is that they're just incapable, you know, crazy idiots. They don't hear that. They don't hear that they're crazy idiots. They are actually doing grassroots organizing and they have money behind them and they're going to try to keep sneaking in slowly under the radar that in a couple of years you're going to have, it's not going to be like, oh, you know, we've got 80 or whatever, however many candidates that are, you know, running on a QAnon platform. It's like they will have already been the secretary of state for two years and when a big election comes up and something fucking matters and they get that phone call from Donald Trump, then they, they are ready. But think of how low we have to fall so that a humidor with like a bottle of whiskey spilled inside of it is the one identifying the fucking flaws. Yeah. That means that we are in fucking la-la land and not because we follow QAnon or not, but because we're all living in a totally dissociative state in terms of what actually can make a difference. Yeah, because guy with the whiskey in his hand, Mm -hmm. he... Has confidence. Has confidence. <laughs> he has confidence. That's an old. That's an old proverb. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And you know, I think when you get used to tuning your brain to the frequency uh, of your own selected reality, uh, you can do anything. Yeah. Then no, he, you actually he is, can. He is not because reality by... is still an agreement between all of us. Yes. And all these systems to understand it are just things superposed on top of that. So yeah. But if Juan Osavin can figure it out, we are fucked. 
If he's a guy whose insight actually leads to change, it means that insight is no longer available or valuable or something has profoundly changed. Also, so ironic, by the way, for all the bad things that QAnon says about George Soros, that these guys are now getting on their Zoom and being like, or getting up and being <laughs> like, yeah, we're going to we're going to do what George Soros did. We're going to do exactly good. what he did. But, but for, for real. But for good. But for real. For the good side, though. Mm. Not I, the evil Sith George Soros. Yeah, we've always said, or maybe I've always said that QAnon and people who who follow it have the ability to sort of LARP their way into making things real just just by believing in it. You believe in something strong enough, and especially if you've got the time and resources, you're going to chase after it. I'm so happy we're back in this room yelling at each other until the temperature rises and I'm sweating. Yeah, it's it's still a bad feeling, actually. I it, still feel bad, actually. But at least it's real. It's us. Yeah. We're here, okay? Travis, at least I know the difference between him being having a bad internet connection and just being quiet. That, that's 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 a win. That is a win. This on, podcast is going to new heights. If you think anti-Semitic walk-in <laughs> was bad, that was just the beginning of our new project, which is make Travis ashamed of being a part of this podcast. I, it's an old project. I had to leave it on hold for a year. <laughs> but it's also like, here's the other thing. It's like, People who believe in QAnon, right, or supporters or their diehard Trumps, it's all kind of blending together now, right? QAnon has become this more ethereal well, it's, sort of it's thing. It's about the point of QAnon. It's not the, the finger pointing at the moon. It's the yeah. moon. They are passionate. They are fired up. They are fighting for something, mm -hmm. e even if it is an imagined thing. Yeah. I mean, they, they are. What are we fighting for? We're fighting, We're fighting for, for the, the survival of the Azov Battalion. Yeah. Like what? OK, yeah. it's the important things in life, Jake. What are we? That That's the thing. <laughs> that's how they will sneak up on us. And, and all of a sudden it'll be too late. You know, it, mm -hmm. it, it, they have a goal that they all agree on. Yep. And it's that Trump was the best president. He should be back or somebody it, like him. But or, like the difference between uh, them and us is like if you came to that conclusion through fucking crystals or through like real politic, they don't give a fuck. It doesn't They're matter. They're actually trying to build a coalition to get something done, not vet each other based on ideological differences. Where your yeah, where your ideas came from That's and why right. you and why you they, have them. They are coming together. It is a, unfortunately. They are. Oh, they are. And for more than just like change this hamburger or my movies don't have this or that in them. And all of the fun that was poked at them, you know, over the last four years and continues to be and and the, you know, their perceived denigration of their beliefs and themselves. You know what? That only makes them more passionate. Beautiful. Thanks for listening to another episode of the QAnon Anonymous podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash QAnon Anonymous and subscribe for $5 a month to get a whole second episode every single week, plus access to our entire archive of premium episodes. When you subscribe, you help us stay advertising free and editorially independent. For everything else, we have a website. It's QAnonAnonymous.com. Jake, would you do me the pleasure of uh, taking us out with anti-Semitic Christopher Walken? Listener, until next week, uh, may the deep dish bless you and keep you. It's not a conspiracy, it's fact. And now, today's auto cue. Vincent Fushka is um, a character that, there seems to be a few Vincent Fushkas, but there's one that uh, me and Rachel met, and Rachel uh, knows Vincent. But he's recently running for a political office, so I wanted to ask the question, uh, does he attain that office and kind of what do we see in the future with Vincent and Rachel might want to pop in with some questions as well afterwards because she she knows him pretty well so 
Is he the guy that's often seen behind or was often seen behind Mr. T, Trump? Yeah, so yeah, he's, the, the the, seems like there's at least, yeah, glasses and a hat. And and this Vincent is, is a probably a little shorter, uh, but then there's another one that seems to be taller. And, and the kind of rule of thumb, what people think is the tall Vincent Fushka could be JFK JR in one of his, his outfits. And then the shorter one uh, that, that I've met that Rachel knows that's running for office. Um, well, let's see what comes up with and then maybe I'll ask us a further question from there. I think he's definitely uh, involved with the alliance or has yeah. been because that's in the past and he's not what he appears. So he's he's not the, his real. That's not his real name, probably. And that's not his real identity. Yeah. OK, so he's, he's definitely um, putting on like clothing yeah. uh, disguises or whatever. Yeah. He doesn't get in. You're wondering if he gets in. Okay, there's some our initial uh, right when he first starts off. So I don't know if he's started his race yet because I don't, I'm not following it. But he's disappointed at first, or there's some setbacks and disappointments, and then uh, it looks like a win towards the very end. Ah, okay, interesting. I'm not sure what I mean by that, but it starts out disappointing and then turns into a victory. Can I ask a, a direct question on who Vincent might be? And yeah. Vincent, if you don't like me asking this, I apologize, buddy, but I just want to know. Um, and we'll see what the cards say. So who is, okay, I'm going to put it out. So is Vincent Fuchsia the one that we're discussing? Is he John Denver, the musician? <laughs> yes. That looks like a yes. That looks like a yes. And uh, these two cards, so uh, he, he's doing it. I feel a protective energy with that one, especially. Uh, mm. But uh, also to protect his family, maybe why he's okay. not officially saying who he is. Something okay. about protecting his family. Interesting. So dare I say, but he he would he's in a form he has been in a form of witness protection. Would that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Okay. Wow. Mm.